Entrepreneur on Fire 928. If you are going to charge less than your competitor, show me the factory. If you're prepared to ignite, then EO Fire and the webinarcourse.com is your fuel. 10 days to amazing webinars. Ignite. Wish your website was just complete already? HostGator offers site hosting and design and marketing services all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash fire in the number 30 for a 30% discount today. Stand out like an IPO-bound idea at a hackathon with premium business cards from Moo.com. Moo's range of high-quality cards and exclusive design templates make it easy to create a business card that pops. Stand out with Moo.com. Light that spark, Fire Nation. Johnny Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Shane Milach. Yes. Shane, are you prepared to ignite? I am, yes. Perfect. Shane is an entrepreneur from Switzerland who dropped out of college, went through a period of working odd jobs and not knowing what to do with his life, and ended up building several successful online businesses based on selling software, products, and services. Shane, say what's up to Fire Nation and what's going on in your world right now. Hey, thanks for having me, first of all, and and hello, Fire Nation. And yeah, what's going on? Well, uh, it's, there's a lot going on. It's very exciting. We're, we're building software at a, at a faster rate and with greater quality than ever before, and I'm really excited about that. I'm also currently in Bangkok to escape the European winter, and that is also a lot of fun. <laughs> and what time is it local in Bangkok right now? It is 4 a.m. right now. Uh, This is a dedicated entrepreneur on fire guest, Fire Nation. So if he doesn't seem like he's matching my energy, I don't think I could match my energy at 4 a.m. either. So Shane, (laughs) number one, I want to thank you for being here at 4 a.m. your time. Number two, I don't know if you caught this, Fire Nation. You probably did. But Shane and I practiced his last name a few times in the (laughs) pre-interview. And I just can't make that sound with my throat, like that guttural sound. It's just not part of the, like where I guess being an American is. So I was just like, let's do this. I've never done it before. I'm going to say your first name and you say your last name and we made it work. So I hope you got a kick out of that. But Shane, what we're going to do here, and again, totally understand it's 4 a.m. your time right now. So thanks for bringing the heat because we're going to go five insights into your mind, into what I call the one minute mindset. So take about a minute each for these questions. Number one being ideally, what do the first 80 minutes, except when you're an entrepreneur on fire at 4 a.m., of your day look yeah. like? All right. So uh, basically what happens is in the morning I, I jump out of bed and the first thing I do is I take a shower. That's kind of what I need to wake up. And I, for most of the year, I like to take a cold shower. So, uh, you know, if it's like freezing, it's winter. And uh, you you know you wake up with icicles hanging off your off your nostrils. Then I don't take a cold <laughs> shower. But for most of the year, I will take a cold shower. I really prefer that. If it makes me feel it makes me feel really good. Um, there's also some evidence that maybe it's healthy to take a cold shower. But I you know whatever the case may be, it makes me feel good and it wakes me up. So that's the first thing I do. Um, then I'll I'll have like a glass of water. And then I'll do some some very light exercise. So this is a habit that I've had for quite a long time where I just I'll do some it's you know, some mobility and stretching type 
exercise. So I'm not, you know, I'm not hitting the weights or doing push-ups or anything like that. Just, just kind of to get my blood pumping a bit. That's something that really helps me. And then I'll read what I call my mantra. And it's, I call it a mantra, but it's not like a spiritual thing. It's, it's a mantra in, in the sense that it is repeated. It's the same thing as repeated because I basically have a bit of text that I wrote myself that is a reminder to myself about what's important in my life. Like what, what, what it, it contains what I want to focus on, what's important to me right now, what I want to achieve and what kind of a person I choose to be. And it's basically the same piece of text that I just read every morning as a reminder. And that's really where my ritual stops, right? So the, the rest of the 80 minutes, that maybe takes me 20 to 30 minutes. The rest, I don't really have a, a thing I do every day, right? So sometimes I'll just go straight to work. Sometimes I'll do something else. That just depends. So let me talk about the shower real quick, because this is something fascinating. And Fire Nation, I'm easing into this um, like the wuss that I am, because I can't just do straight cold showers. Not even in San Diego, where it's typically warm. But I'll get in, I'll take a normal shower, then I'll, I'll turn it to cold you know, before, like a solid 20 seconds before I get out. And that's called a contrast shower. So it's, it does start hot, then it goes cold, and then you can jump back and forth. But definitely some great um, scientific backings behind this and studies that this is great for you. It kind of gets that nervous system just going into survival mode and overdrive in a good way. So Shane, mm-hmm. what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? there are certain things I'm extremely bad at. So, um, and especially anything that's like administrative, anything, you know, paperwork related, that kind of thing. I am, you know, when I say I'm bad at these things, I think most people have an idea and say, oh yeah, I'm bad at that too. No, you have no idea how incompetent I am at these things. It's, it's incredible. Like to me, I think that's my biggest problem is that the rift between the things that I'm good at and the things that I'm bad at is shocking. And, <laughs> Uh, I really have to be very careful to keep myself out of that kind of work because of how incredibly incompetent I am in some areas. Well, that really surprises me because I always just pictured that every baby in Switzerland was born like doing times tables and, and accounting books and, and things along those lines. And I guess that's just <laughs> not the case. I, I am punctual. I am punctual. <laughs> okay, that's, that's what I'm talking that's about. <laughs> and yeah, I've actually been to Switzerland. I uh, got to take a nice trip there. Um, I have some cousins that are living in Switzerland right now as um, he is, nice. my cousin Mark is um, a teacher. So he's teaching over there for a couple of years and, and we got to visit on our little European trip and it's a very beautiful country from the parts that I got to see for sure. And Shane, what's your biggest strength? My biggest strength as an entrepreneur is that I've managed to manage my strengths and weaknesses fairly well. So there are certain things I have certain, let's say, um, character traits that could easily have been problems for me as an entrepreneur, but I managed to somehow uh, get some kind of use out of it. So I think the strongest example of that would be my perfectionism. I have a very strong perfectionist streak. And that is, I see this all the time for many entrepreneurs. This is a huge problem because it basically... The, the most common thing that happens is that you just never ship anything, right? You just always want to make something just a bit better. And you essentially procrastinate forever. It's like procrastination via perfectionism, right? Um, but actually, I've managed to overcome this. And even though I still have perfectionist tendencies, uh, I've managed to kind of channel that into a part of my business where, you know, we just have... Uh, it, it basically, I've managed to channel it in such a way that it, it's reflected in the quality and the attention to detail in some of the things we do. 
but it doesn't hold the entire business back. And I've done that for several trades where, you know, I look at it and say, this could have been bad for me. This could have been bad for me as an entrepreneur, but I managed to kind of almost negotiate my weakness in such a way that it becomes beneficial. There's a great quote by Reed Hoffman, and it says, if you're not embarrassed by the first thing you shipped, you waited way too long. So Fire Nation, yeah, get it yeah, get it out of your head that you need to have this perfection on your first ship. No, you are never going to get to perfection until you ship and have it just torn apart or at least critiqued by your actual customers. So critical stuff. And Shane, what's a habit that you wish you had? Meditation is a habit that I've gotten into and out of a couple times in my life. I've never had like a really solid everyday meditation practice kind of um, habit. And I keep reading about how incredibly beneficial it is. I, I also, you know, whenever I do it, I notice that it's good for me. Um, that's a habit that I'm kind of still working on building. So Shane, I'm a fan of your work. Um, you and I are actually doing some things together with Entrepreneur on Fire to improve email conversions and opt-ins and potential some other really cool things. And, and I'm really excited about that because I'm, a, again, yeah, a really, really big fan of, of what you're doing and, and you know, even more importantly, like how you're doing it. Like you're just, you're very structured in the kind of way that I work too. So you have a lot of things to be excited about with all these different products. You have a great suite of products. But what's the one thing that you're most fired up about right now? It is actually the, the lead generation plugin that we were talking about uh, earlier as well. It's, that's our latest uh, WordPress plugin that we've released. And it's, I think th there are two things that, that I'm really excited about. The first is that the, the plugin itself is like, for me, it's like a proof and demonstration that the thing that we're doing in my company is working, right? So a very strong focus in my company is that we want to have this forward momentum where um, uh, I, I kind of want to have an environment for everyone on the team where we're not just churning out software, we're not just doing this thing as a, you know, as kind of a, you do this, you get paid. The idea is I want to have an environment where everyone can work on their skill set and where we can see that we get better at the stuff we do over time, right? And so this latest plugin, you know, the way this came together and just the quality that I see here, um, and I can't even take that much credit for it because it's really an incredible team of people who have put this together. And we can really see this has worked. You know, this plugin is way better than the last one we did. The pace is faster. The quality is better. And I'm really, really excited about what that means for the further plans that we have. And I'm also super excited, like just for the roadmap for this plugin, like, you know, list building has been very important for my own business. Always. I've always been excited about that. And I just cannot wait to start using some of the features that are still in development. Like oh. I wish I could, you know, I wish I could get my hands on them right, right now. So I'm really <laughs> excited about that. That's exciting. And I just, I love your enthusiasm on these things. Cause like, I'm so dialed in with that as well. I mean, I know the importance of the results that all of your tools and your products create. And, you know, Fire Nation, as long as the, the call and the conversation that Shane and my developer, Zach, are having next week isn't disastrous, by the time yeah. you're hearing my voice, you can probably go over to eofire.com and see some pretty cool things, you know, straight from Shane and his company itself that we're utilizing on our site to just improve everything that we do. Now, Shane, we're going to focus 
on you and specifically your journey as an entrepreneur. I mean, you come from Switzerland and to be honest, I think you might be the first person from Switzerland on Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, we've covered the globe for sure. Uh, maybe one or two people from Switzerland in back in the early 100 or 200s, but definitely the first in a while and maybe the first ever. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk about that. I want to talk about the journey that you've been on, specifically the story that you would consider your worst entrepreneurial moment and, and really take us there, Shane, in person and tell us that story. All right. So the worst moment for me must have been the, the one and only time in my life when I was in debt. So, and I should say about this that, you know, I've always, from a very early age, uh, from, from a very young age, even when I was, you know, like a, a kid with an allowance, I was very careful about, I was very conservative about my money. I was always very careful about how I spent my money. And I you was always just say you were very Swiss about your money. I'm very, I was very Swiss <laughs> about my money. Because a lot yes, of Americans are like, wait a second, the, the only time you were in debt, like, yeah, like isn't yeah. everybody in debt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not the Swiss. So that's, yeah, the, the Swiss are a lot more, although we're catching up and we, we have much more of a debt culture now as well. But anyway, I was always very, very careful about my money and, I managed to never, never be in debt, never take on a loan, never buy anything on credit. And I did that very deliberately. But there was this one time in my life where basically I was transitioning. I was at the time running an e-commerce store, but it wasn't my own store. I was kind of in a contractual agreement that turned out not to be very good for me. And I was getting out of that, closing that business down, a lot of costs. You know, I basically had to just pay all the bills that were you know, all of the leftover bills for the rest of the year, I had to pay all of that off. And then some of my money, or actually a big chunk of my money was tied up in the forming of a new company. And so, yeah, so basically I couldn't access a big chunk of my money. I had all these bills coming in and for about two months I was in debt to the, you know, I, I was in debt to the tune of about $20,000 or so. Wow. And it was, and even though, you know, the thing is, if, if if someone's listening to this, because I, I did have money that was tied up in this process, in the in the company formation process, that that would come back to me. So it wasn't like I was totally underwater here. It was just like I had to wait for that, and plus on top of that, I, I'd have to make some money somehow to pay off these roughly twenty thousand dollars, right? And I know that a lot of people have been in a way worse debt situations than that, right? But it really. It's just the, the situation of being, you know, of people basically knocking on your door every day going, hey, you need to pay this. And, and you know, <laughs> and not just you need to pay this small bill, like you need to pay us thousands of dollars and you're uh, God knows how many weeks overdue and we're sending stern letters and whatnot. Mm. And from all sides, everybody is just going, hey, you know, where's my money? And it's just so unpleasant. And so at the time and, and on top of all that, you know, it wasn't a great period in my life anyway, because I was trying to get out of this e-commerce thing that was that was driving me mad. Basically, I was trying to start a new thing. I was also still working some some job type thing on the side temporarily to try and scrape some money together. So it was just like chaotic and stressful. And it just made me but it also it, it also made me realize how horrifying it really is to be in debt, right? And, and just uh, what, what, a, what an awful situation that is. And it's just, I remember that it was just a time where uh, I, I just 
didn't want to get up in the morning at all. I just didn't want, yeah, I didn't want this to be happening at all. And I didn't see a way out really. Well, Shane, let's kind of talk about this specifically because I know myself, I've been in debt before. Absolutely. I know many people that are listening are currently in debt of some form, college loans, uh, mortgages, car loans, whatever that might be. Debt is, you know, debt is around us for sure. You were at that lowest of low point though. What can you share with our listeners right now? And just about one sentence, because we do need to move on. But what do you want to share with Fire Nation about that point in your life? Well, I think the biggest lesson I took out of that is that I really need to be in control of my own business because that was the, the cause of this mess was that, you know, I got into this contract where, as I said, I didn't really own that store. I didn't really own that business. And that really taught me, like, I need to own as much of my own business as possible. And and that's something I've, I've really stuck to as well ever since. So Shane, let's do a shift now and let's have you tell us a story, but a different kind of story. This is an epiphany, a light bulb that went on, an aha moment that you had at some point. I mean, of course, you're having a lot all the time. I mean, we talked about one that you had last week, but you know what I want to hear from you is a story that you think our listeners, Fire Nation, are going to resonate with. So take us to that moment, to that aha moment, and tell that story. Yeah, there, there is an aha moment that I think was probably the most important um, epiphany I had for my current business. And, and, and I wouldn't be where I am right now without this. Now, and this is an idea that crystallized out of, out of many different sources. I can't tell you where exactly it came from, but I was reading books and I was reading online and I was just trying to figure this entrepreneur thing out. And this was at a time when I was, at the time I was like, I had a few niche sites and I was dabbling in SEO and I was doing a bit of affiliate marketing, but, but I was very unfocused. I didn't really, I didn't really know exactly where I was going with this. I didn't have a clear plan ahead of me. And out of the, all of the reading I did and all of the trying to figure this game out, basically that I did an idea crystallized. And I remember very clearly the first time I thought this sentence in my head. The sentence was, what I need to do is I need to ask people what they want and then build it for them. Mm. Okay, that was the, and this is a very, now let me tell you first why this is important and then let me tell you why it's a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so the reason why it's important is because this is the first time I really realized that I don't need to be, you know, like the... I don't need to be an inventor. It's not like I have to be in my workshop until genius strikes and I come up with the perfect business idea. That's, that's not what I should be doing. And a much more effective thing to do is to just ask people, what do you people need? What do you want? And then build that, right? And so that, that was a very important moment for me. And now why do I say it's a bad idea? It's because, well, it's a very unrefined idea. Unfortunately, people, just human beings are generally not very good at knowing what we want, right? We're generally not very good at that. So, you know, a very famous quote uh, is from Henry Ford. It says, if I had asked people what, what they wanted, they would have said faster horses, right? <laughs> and and so to a large degree, that you know, or very often there are many examples of this of this being true. If you just ask people what you want, 
they, they don't really tell you the best answer, right? Um, but, but what's very important is that even just this idea, even just going to people and, and asking them what, you know, what I did at the time, I had a small mailing list. And this is again, by the way, why, why having a mailing list is so important, right? I had a small mailing list and I, I sent some surveys and I just asked people basically, what would you like to learn from me? What do you think I could teach you that would help you in your business? Right. And, um, and so, I, and that was, that was the first time that I got the idea of doing an information product, which is what I did before I did software that I'm doing now. Right. And so doing something like that is much better than just sitting there and trying to come up with the brilliant idea yourself. And I encourage you to do that, right? I encourage everyone to do that. Like find a way to get in front of an audience, no matter how small, and start talking to them about what they need from you. And then you can build that. Now, what I said is like, this is a very like unsophisticated, it's a very, let's say, basic way of doing it. And, but there are many ways to do the, to, to refine this process and make it more useful. And let me just give you like two examples. Like one of them is talk to people about their problems rather than asking them to tell you what the solution should be. Okay. So ask them just, you know, what are you struggling with? What's your problem? What's your biggest frustration in this area of your life or whatever. Right. And then come up with ideas of how you could address this problem and then present people with multiple different possible solutions and that will often because you might present them with solutions that they didn't even think of but now that they see them they go oh yeah that's that's the best one that's the one i want okay and even further i would take that principle even further and say it's it's best to do it in kind of a in kind of a a, 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 almost as a simulation so let's say let's say you have um Let's say we have a, I'm publishing a book and I want to find out what the best book cover is. It's what well, one thing I can do is I can create a few different designs, show them to people and, and ask them, which one do you like best? And they'll point me to one, but it, what's better to do is actually test these five different book covers and see which one leads to the highest number of sales, because it might well be that people say, I like book cover a the best, but in reality, they're more likely to buy the book with book cover C. And that might even be the one where they say, no, this one is ugly. I hate it. But they end up buying the book, right? So you want to kind of confront, you want to find, these are just some ideas of basically finding an idea and then confronting that idea with reality, confronting that idea with your market to get real insights about what you should do. Uh, and it goes from all the way from a business idea to, to specific details like, like the design or the title, or whatever that might be. And Fire Nation, the major thing that I really want you to be taking out of this is what Shane is really saying throughout all of this is that we need to go deeper. We can't just do surface level questions, but we really need to go deeper with them to really get behind the initial why. And sometimes it's even going to take three or four of those before we get to the real core of of the direction and the, and the movement that we want to make. And Shane... My friend, wow, that's one of those kind of segments right there that I know Fire Nation is going to go back and listen to a few times because there's just so much and so many different knowledge bombs that you're dropping throughout. And I'm not going to even let you go, even after that masterpiece, because we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
The importance of attending events and conferences in order to build relationships with others in your industry or niche is huge. But oftentimes, there are so many people shuffling around and so much chaos that it becomes difficult to make a lasting impression. How do you stand out from the crowd? With business cards from Moo.com. Moo's range of high-quality cards, top-notch paper, and exclusive design templates make it easy to create anything from mini cards to triple-thick luxe cards. You know, the kind of business card that's unique and that you'll be proud to hand out. Want a variety and spice up your life. Moo also offers Printfinity, an option that allows you to put a different image or text on every card. Talk about epic. It's like having a portfolio in your pocket and it's exclusive at Moo. Are you ready to stand out and make a lasting impression at the next event or conference you're attending? Visit Moo.com to create a business card that's as unique as you are today. That's M-O-O.com. When I launched the Entrepreneur on Fire website back in July of 2012, I didn't know a whole lot about websites, hosting, design, how to actually rank in search results. I spent a lot of time researching different options, a lot of time. And I remember thinking, why isn't there a one-stop shop hosting platform where I can get hosting, design, and marketing services all in one place? Good news. This is the place I was imagining. It actually exists. HostGator offers a one-stop shop platform where you can get everything from 20 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder or a design professional who you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services to help with SEO and PPC. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash Fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash Fire and the number 30. Shane, welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good to me. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Mostly knowledge. What I needed was more reading and more knowledge about how to do it. What is the best advice you've ever received? There's no one piece of advice, but I'd say that the thing I talked about before, the idea that you need to get real data from the real world and use that to inform your business decisions. That's the most important thing uh, for my own process. What's a personal habit that you do have that you believe contributes to your success? Regular exercise. That's something that I think there are many, many parallels between exercising um, and specifically, you know, exercising hard. So in my case, lifting heavy weights, um, there are many parallels between the grit and discipline that requires and the kind of grit and discipline that will help you as an entrepreneur and in general in life. Yeah. I remember asking my mentor, I was like, what's one thing that I'm really missing? He's my fitness mentor. And Uh he said, lift heavy things like it was really that simple he's like lift heavy things (laughs) and i was like there's yeah there's something very like archaic about that there's something very like caveman like about that right yeah just as a huge heavyweight you pick it up you put it back (laughs) down there's something there's something about that yeah yeah do you have an internet resource like evernote that you can share with our listeners yeah i was trying to think about maybe a lesser known one and i think one of the lesser known ones that I can recommend is called Toshel Finance. It's a weird name. It's T-O-S-H-L dot com. And so this is a very simple uh, budget tracking type app. And, and what I like about it is just that it's very, you know, it's very fast and immediate and simple. So this isn't a, like a full-blown accounting software type thing, but it's a very easy way to kind of keep on top of your personal expenses, maybe in the 
early stages of a, of a startup, you can kind of keep on top of where you're spending your money and how much you're spending. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Shane, what would it be and why? The book that's like at the top of my mind when you ask that is uh, The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt. And it's not really entrepreneurial, but it's, uh, it's my favorite book about positive psychology. It's about basically um, the science of happiness. There's a strong correlation between happiness and productivity, so I think it's important for everyone. Too cool. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Shane, this next question, the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I feel like you haven't really taken anything important from me in this scenario. And I, I talked about this before where, you know, one of the most important things in my life is, is the focus on skills, right? The focus on building valuable skills. And that's, that's one of the reasons, right? You can, you, can, you can transport me into this parallel world, but, but I still have all my skills, which means I can start making a, a living for myself at the drop of a hat. But let me and, throw in know, a little side here because okay. it maybe it's not everything that, you know, you, you're not missing anything because you don't know anyone. And there must sure. be some valuable relationships that you do have that you would miss. Absolutely, yes. But like, for example, right? Um, uh, we're, we're creating way better software now than we did a few years ago. And, but that has, that has to do that. There's a, has a lot to do with the skills that, that we've built over time and that I've built over time because, okay, so let's focus on what you would do though in these seven days. Yeah. All right. So what, what would I do? I would simply, I would simply, I would, first of all, I would, you know, set up a simple website, obviously. And, um, probably what I just do on that website is I'd probably just have, a very simple statement about uh, a service I offer. I would start by offering a service based on my experience, based on my expertise. So it would be like a business optimization service and have some form of lead generation on there. So right away, again, I would, I would immediately want to have a platform on which I can start building an audience so that I can start talking to people so that I can start the process of finding the right product to create and so on, right? And, and yeah, the, the way I would finance this is by offering a, uh, a, a business optimization service. So that's because that's like my strength basically is I can look at a business and I can see how all the pieces fit together and I can see which dials to turn to make a business more effective and more profitable. So that's what I would um, offer. And I would, my aim would be to offer this as essentially a high-end service. So I wouldn't, I, uh, that's one of the principles, never compete for price, right? So I wouldn't want to try and be the cheapest. Um, I would want to be a high-end service. The exception would be that I would seek out one influencer, right? I would try to find out who is an influencer in this space? And I would see if I can, and there I would be willing to work for free. So I would see if I can, if I can reach out to this person and get to know them and uh, basically offer them my service for free 
as a way to get my foot in the door, as a way to get on the radar, right? And that would then be the springboard into everything else. So, so right off the bat, I wouldn't be worried about, you know, getting traffic. I wouldn't be like, oh, how do I get the first 10,000 people to my website? No, I would basically go whale hunting, right? Find one ideal target for this and work on them, put all my energy into that, into building that one relationship with an influencer to make something happen and then use that as a springboard um, to offer my service until I've saved enough money to start hiring people, to start building my website, to start building software again, because I really like building software. (laughs) Shane, what I love that you said in there was, don't be in the race to the bottom. And Fire Nation, that's a focus. Mm. Like you, you don't want to be in this competition where you're undercutting your competition because they're going to undercut you. And then next thing you know, like there's no profit margins there. So don't be in that race to the bottom. Build something you're proud of, you're excited about, and that's at a premium. And Shane, let's end today on fire, my friends. Share a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. You should go to thrivethemes.com. That's my main business right now. So if you go to thrivethemes.com, that's where you can find all of our latest and most awesome um, WordPress software. And we also have a blog where you can learn a lot about things like conversion optimization, You know how to basically make your website more profitable, how to get more leads on your mailing list, and all that good stuff. So yeah, that's the best place, I think, where you can learn more about all this. In a parting piece of guidance. And yeah, the parting piece of guidance. Actually, I want to follow up on the thing that you said about, you know, uh, the race to the bottom, right? The principle I I would stick to there is if you are going to charge less than your competitor, show me the factory, right? You need to have a factory where you have processes and automation where you have the technological or automation edge over your competitors where you can say, see, this is why we can do so much more work at a lower price, And this is the edge we have, right? If you don't have that factory, you should be charging the same as or more than your Mm -hmm. competitors. Yeah. Some people, Fire Nation, say, show me the money. Shane says, show me the factory. (laughs) I love it. And Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Shane and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to EO Fire. Dot com. Just type Shane in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about, including his site, thrivethemes.com. And Shane, thank you, my friend, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.